0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar-Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to have our second Arcade Spectacular. So we're going to review four arcade games that were ported to the Amiga. Talk about them, talk about what was good, talk about if they weren't any good. It's going to be a good time. Mm. But before we get into it, we have some mail. Oh, boy. So this is a package sent to us from um, Colbrook in Berkshire. And uh, I don't know if that was the origin of this. This is where the delivery service came from. You know, these days it's real popular when you're sending overseas mail. I learned this from my wife. That you send it to sort of a a mediating shipping company Mm -hmm. that reduces your your fees. Now, Bo, were we expecting a package? Um, Well, I think that we were, but I don't think this is the thing that we were expecting. So, I have not opened it yet. I'm cutting open the poly bag now. So, we're going to see what it is. Bo has a lot of stuff going in the background. I have no idea what he's up to. So. I never know what he's going to pull out. It's very well wrapped in the bubble wrap. Get that out of your way there. (coughs) You know what they call scotch tape in England? Um, No. Cello tape. Really? Isn't that interesting? Why do we call it scotch tape? Because I think that 3M patented it here. Scotch is a 3M brand. They really broke yeah. the bank on whatever's in there. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're getting there. All right. Make sure there's nothing else stuck in here. Do know who this is from, by no, the way? No, no idea. Okay, so why don't we... Oh, boy. Put that over here. Game so, time. Liberation. Okay. Enter the 29th century and enter a dying world. Okay. Commercially exploited by huge corrupt state corporation. So this is another one of those Blade Runner type things. Uh, Looks to be a... There's a first person component there. Neat. Have uh, you heard of this one? No, I have not. Um, But it got very good reviews. Uh, Amiga Action gave it a 90. The 194. Um let's see what's inside here. I hope there's a note in there. Yeah. I like those knowledge. I have, I have no idea who this came from. Oh boy. That's a big one too. It's what three discs. Yeah. So Hey, there's the uh return. Yeah, the registration card. Still turn that back in. Did you see this? That's enhanced. Amiga twelve hundred enhanced. So this is a four or five disc again. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um and I have a feeling we're gonna be playing this yeah real soon and uh, okay we got the German manual here and then the English manual but there's no card so I know that uh, Daz was going to send us something and he's in the UK um, I know that Ravi was going to send us something so if you send us Liberation tell us tell us who, who sent this to because we want to thank you live yeah. on air thanks a lot uh, great we appreciate it because uh, I I don't think I've ever heard of this since it's Mindscape
1: I like them yeah this would be great we'll give yeah. that a shot so let's see, let's see. I
0: love Mystery Mail. It's the yeah, best. Yeah. The best. Uh, speaking of Mystery Mail, I'd like to thank O'Brien's Retro and Vintage for supplying us with this powered by Amigo, Amiga OS t shirt. And I'd like to thank the Amigos podcast for supplying Aaron with his t shirt. So It's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Why don't we just leave that up there as long as it L- until it tips So I go, whoa, dumb guy. Dumb
1: guy down. Yes,
0: thank you, by the way, for liberation. Yeah. We'll let you know. We got some feedback this week, Aaron. It came in fast and furious <coughs> towards the end of the week really? this week. Yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, Brutal Barracuda uh, said uh, hello. And uh, he said, keep up the good work, guys. Love your channel. He's our newest Patreon subscriber. Thank you. So thank you, Brutal Barracuda. Barracuda. That's brum, right. Brum,
1: brum, 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 brum. Remember that? Don't give it away, man. Well, oh, that's, really that, oh,
0: wow. So I jumped the gun on that. Yeah. So uh, and we got some feedback from our friend Alan Kabob another recent Patreon subscriber and he says thanks for the shout out during last week's show genuinely it's an absolute pleasure sending some cash your way and given all the hours of audio entertainment you've given me since the start that's awful nice thank you we appreciate it he says also I'm pleased to let you know that my Amigos t-shirt turned up at my house yesterday morning complete with my internet handle so cool so Alan Kabob not his real name you never know (laughs) you never know Uh, he said as mentioned last week you said you knew very little about me, so I best tell you my real name is Dan. I'm in my mid-thirties and I live a few miles outside London. I first fell in love with the Amiga back in nineteen ninety when my neighbor got an A five hundred and every afternoon after school without fail I would go to around his house and play games such as micropose soccer, kickoff two, stunt car race or PGA tour golf and a bunch of others. Mm. Uh, he said, about a year later, after much nagging, my parents bought the family, a.k.a. me, uh, <laughs> an A500 Plus as part of the Cartoon Classics Pack, which included Captain Planet, which as we know is a terrible game, and Bart Vuce's The Space Mutants. There it goes. There it goes. Which was a little better. So, um, thanks very much, Dan, for writing in. He also has a question, but we'll save that for our questions All section. Right. Thanks, Dan. Come on. We also got... Yeah, thanks, Alan. Um, we got some feedback from and the, the name didn't copy. I think his name is Darren Daniel Darren. I've got to look this up. Darren Coles sent this in. Darren, he wrote um, after listening to your syndicate episode and the mention of virtual virtuality 3D systems powered by Amiga 3000s, I thought I should get in touch to say two things. Firstly, as a huge Amiga fan starting in the 90s, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate. Okay, thank you. Uh, I don't want to inflate Aaron's ego too much No, keep it coming. Um, I love it. And he said, Amiga was such a fun system, and although I'm not a big game player, I spent many hours using my Amiga for games and programming and contacting fellow Amiga fans on BBS scene and later on the Internet. I was still using my Amiga well into the late 90s, and now I'm ashamed to say I threw out my Amiga 4000 in the early 2000s. Oh. Keep thinking it wasn't worth keeping. Threw it out. Yeah. That's a a tough build as well right He said, I'm gutted but still listening to your podcast. And along with using the name, <laughs> takes him back to the great times he had in the 90s. Okay. So he writes, secondly, I thought I should give a mention to the Retro Computer Museum, which is in Leicester, which is in the UK. And this is not the first time. Yeah, Chris is, this is Chris Folds in his backyard. Yeah, we've mentioned this. He says it's a must visit for anyone within traveling distance. They cover every retro system you could imagine and have many playable systems, including several virtuality machines in working order that you can play. Oh, wow. So Good um, tip, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, he said one of the guys who helps run it is probably the current world expert in these systems and is always working on restoring more of them. So, um, they're usually he said they're generally big Amiga fans over there. Awesome. So.
1: you know, it's funny he should mention that about the four thousand. I was looking over my Facebook the other day, it was just like yesterday, I think, and I, I, I you know how it'll the come memories. up, it'll say like you did this so mm-hmm. and mine came up it was like it was like four it was like four years ago or Seven years ago, it was like, I had posted, if anyone's interested in buying this Amiga 2000 with a 1084S monitor, I'll take 150 bucks. I was like, oh! Mm. (laughs) I'm kicking myself for that one, man. But hey. That's that's the way it goes. Yeah, it is. So don't be sad, sir. At least
0: you got to use the 4000 before you... Austin, I guess. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's the you could say. That's right. Um, the last thing that uh, I wanted to bring up is... Uh, we're not going to do news this week because we've got such a packed show. But I did want to bring up uh, a, a pretty big deal in our little world of Amiga. Um, if this thing comes up. Um, this is our uh, staff, Amiga staff contributor, Will Williams. He is... Uh, his personal site, Counting Virtual Sheep, has had a total makeover. Yeah, it looks really good. And I it? think this thing looks really sharp. I love the pink neon, yeah. you know, very 80s. It, and this, and is where, yeah, this is where Will um, kind of, <coughs> he posts about Amiga stuff, but he also branches out. He's got a really good thing about comparing uh, the California games on uh, C64, you know, versus different systems. Very much worth reading. This guy, you know, Will, he's a he's a really crack writer and video producer, and we're glad to have him on the team. Yeah, he's a great guy, too. So, uh, if you want to see some of his non-Amiga musings, go make sure and check out CountingVirtualSheep.com. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. I was real impressed.
1: And the CGA colors are a thumbs up. Neon yeah. CGA. It lends itself. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right, Aaron. It's time to jump right on in. Arcade Throwdown. The Arcade Spectacular
1: 2.
0: What should we lead off with, Bo? Let's lead off with you. Why don't we start with uh, the game that launched a thousand ships? I don't know what that means. RoboCop. RoboCop. Robo-Cop. Sure.
1: So, my first pick, and I will say ahead of time, uh, uh, full disclosure, I've never seen the movie RoboCop, and it's on my list, uh, so I have no background to base the uh, film one, but luckily... Uh, really, neither did the game, <laughs> because this game was uh, was uh, produced really before the movie was even in theaters. Uh, it's a pretty famous story with RoboCop that it actually was Ocean purchased the rights to it before the movie was made. Uh, a a fellow named uh, Gary Bracy, who was the uh, oversaw the production of of uh, uh, a lot of the adaptations that Ocean did. He read the script. He thought it was sounded like it was going to be a real winner, and bought it. And he ended up getting the uh, he ended up getting a license for twenty grand, Mm. which is Uh, I don't know. I would guess very little. And then what was interesting about it is that Ocean ended up licensing their RoboCop uh, to uh, Data East, who was uh, they worked with quite a bit, Mm. and Data East produced the arcade. Version and in ocean produced the home versions, and so what you've got is is uh, what we see before us. And it went on to spawn uh, several sequels uh, when that came out, which uh, RoboCop two, and it was a it was a RoboCop uh, three, RoboCop three D, <laughs> RoboCop Redux. So they knew what they were doing. They they milked this thing like you couldn't milk anything. Uh, RoboCop uh, debuted on the Amiga in eighty nine. It debuted earlier on the uh, C64, and I like the Spectrum. Uh, the, uh, again, this was an Ocean uh, title, and the, the fellow that coded it was named Peter Johnson. Uh, we've covered, we've sort of touched on a couple of his games. He did he did Arkanoid. I mean, he was pretty much the one-man show on this, too. He did Arkanoid, he did Morph, and he did Whizball, which, man, I still suck at that. I, I wish I could be better <laughs> at it. And Trolls, among others. Um uh, this game was, came straight up on one disc and uh, <clears throat> had ports to it, you know, a, a million things. I mean, I'm just going to touch on a few. The usual suspects, the Amstrads, Apple II, 2GS, uh, the Atari ST, uh, the C64, MSX, the Game Boy, the NES, PC, uh, the uh, Spectrum, and uh, it was on the, uh, had various versions on the PC, and um, so what is it well you play Robocop of course and you're go out to get the bad guys pretty simple stuff mm-hmm. uh, Robocop has his, uh, his gun and he'll, he could get upgrades for it uh, the uh, the game itself uh, I've, I've played the arcade game before I played this this is really my this is my first whirl at trying this game out when, uh, when we decided to do this I thought you know Robocop uh, one of the reasons I picked it was because of the arcade. Uh, when Data East put this out, they were fresh off uh, coming off some games I really liked, and one of them was called Bad Dudes, and uh, RoboCop was sort of a drop-in. Bad Dudes and RoboCop were interchangeable board-wise, and so and they share very the, the art style is very similar in the arcade, and the sound effects are almost identical in the mm-hmm. arcade. If you listen to, to the digitized sound and stuff in the arcade, it's, it's dead-on. And I was a big fan of, of Bad Dudes, so I'm going to cover that on here at some point, but. Uh, uh, I knew RoboCop which had a pretty good following, and I thought, man, I'm missing out on something. So I fired this thing up. I'm not good at it. Uh, I got as far as I could, and I watched some guys play it to kind of get a feel for the rest of the game. The uh, uh, RoboCop basically can punch, he can uh, jump, and he can shoot. And he It's a side-scroller. Uh, you can go through and pick uh, power-ups up as you go, and you fight various things in the movie. Again, the movie, when this came out, Ocean was basically delivered... Um, some uh, some video clips from the film, and and a script, and they sort of had to c- come up with the game. And so, if you look at it in that, in that aspect, uh, pretty good job. Uh, the uh, I, f- I read mixed results as to what port of this was what, and but from the majority of what I found was that this the Amiga version had been ported to the ST. But the thing I found odd was. One of the prevalent things on the uh, on the if you look at the ro- at RoboCop is that there's a there's a border around, it, a real big border. And so I thought to myself, that's one of why they did that. Well, what the reason I read was from the guy that did it was that was put the border was put on there for the ST version because on the ST when you do this when you do certain things graphically you're going to get a lot of garbage that on the edges of the screen, and this covers up the garbage. And I also read that. That the uh, that that the Amiga version was the original that was ported to to the ST, which begs the question: Why would you keep the border on the Amiga version? Right. And from what I read from the from the author himself, uh, um, he regrets it. To be honest, he he, he wishes he hadn't done it. Uh, but like I said, it, for everything I read, not everything, but most of what I read said the ST version was a direct port. And the uh, um, I also read now I can't confirm this for the Amiga, but I thought this was kind of neat that the when uh, they when they did the greatest hits release of this, they uh, they released a uh, it came with a sealed envelope and the envelope said for emergency use only, and inside of it were cheats, mm. which I think that's pretty cool. That is kind of neat. Now, yeah. I, I know that was in the ST version. I can't confirm it was in the Amiga version. I tried to look that up, and I couldn't find anyone talking <laughs> about it. Um, so RoboCop when it was we originally released on the original systems it was the, it came out just in time uh, for Christmas of 88 and it was a big huge hit it blew past uh, expectations and uh, uh, went on that's why it got released on other systems so pretty much that's the way it went so again I played this game as far as I could get into it it's pretty fun uh, I've played it against the arcade version I mean the arcade versions is obviously better looking but I mean they're actually pretty faithful mm-hmm. for, for the most part. And uh, I think they're okay. Again, I could do without the border, and you know, and even the uh, the uh, the programmer even admits that they should have done more with what the Amiga had to offer. But I think I have a I have the sneaking suspicion that it was done this way to make the port to the ST easier. And I read that the port to the ST was incredibly simple, so I'm guessing that's why that you've got the borders, and you've mm-hmm. got some of the because I mean, if you watch the game, it, the graphics aren't great. The uh, the uh, uh, I think the more of the novelty that it was RoboCop and it's still, don't get me wrong it's still a pretty fun game but it's it's not the best looking game it's not right. the best you know it's not the best sounding game. One little side note the uh, author meant, the programmer mentioned that when he received the videotapes from uh, from the, the RoboCop people to pull any sounds off the videotapes it sounded too bad so all the audio at the beginning of the game is the, is is the programmers pretending to be RoboCop hooked to a synthesizer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I thought that was so, kind of cool. So w- w- what did you think, Owen? Um, It's it's like bad dudes, but not as good. You know, I I can definitely, like, if you were going to show me this, and if, if you took RoboCop out of the game, you know, what would it be? Well, I mean, it still has the Ed in it and, and, and some of the stuff,
1: from the, you know, it had some of the, there's stuff in it from the movies. But, I mean, yeah, you could replace that with, mm-hmm. hey, but, I mean, a
0: lot of games could be like that. That's true. That's true, but a lot of games are also bad. Well, that's true. Um, did, you, did you like the way it played? Yeah, I always, I've always, i always found this game to be difficult. Uh, I remember playing it. They actually had this game at the Skate Arena mm-hmm. back in the day. And um, I was never able to get very far in it then. Um, it moves incredibly slowly for a game like this. It is a little slow. Again, if you look at a game like Bad Dudes, you can move around pretty quickly. It's not mega um, fast, but it's but faster. It's, yeah, yeah, it's faster. Yeah. Um, I feel like by the time that this game came out, I was sort of over, you know, beat 'em ups on a two D plane, <coughs> you know, with games like Final Fight and things like that that were that were so much more. It's the same basic concept, except you know you're moving around in a three D space. Well, some of the hostage, like there's there's the, a little bit of the first person three D. I mean, the
1: hostage parts where you try to shoot the shoot the gun guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's little in-between screens. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it is sort of a... I mean, it's I, I am going to say it's a throwback game. I mean, it's definitely a game of its ear, I guess. But, uh, you know, it gives you a certain amount of freedom. and so I, 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 I kind of dig it. Like mm-hmm. I said, it, it, I wish I was better at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and even with the, even with Unlimited uh, unlimited everything, I've still had a heck of a time getting too far. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But, you know, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought they put a... I mean, this is ocean. They've put out a lot of duds that were based on movie lives. I think this is not not bad. It's not like it's Popeye or something. I mean this right. is, I think like they do pretty decent. Yeah, I, I would give it a solid
0: seven. Yeah, solid I'd say it's somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's all. I mean, you you said all, pretty much everything that I wanted to say. Now, I mean, like we're watching now on YouTube, some of these later levels, you know, the, I didn't realize that there were sections that kind of had you know different you know different levels that you get to by elevator and things like that. This is sort of like an impossible mission. Or Rolling Thunder or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's it. I mean, they use a lot of the tropes, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, again, uh, I think they caught lightning in a bottle with it too. You know, with the success of the film. Yeah. And apparently, the Robocop's really popular overseas. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's pretty popular here, but I mean, I guess it was really
0: popular over there. I don't know. So. Interesting. Well, shall we move on to our next title? Sure. What do you got for us, Bo? All right, our next game is a game called Toki. And it is another ocean port. Um, this was originally a Japanese title. Um, it was released in 1989 by the TAD Corporation, the T-A-D Corporation. The and, TAD Corporation. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, you basically have seen the plot in about <laughs> three and a half seconds. Uh, there's a bad guy that takes away this caveman's girl. Then some sort of girl. A, yeah, then some sort of a shaman shows up and um, turns him into a monkey. And or an ape, and I, I thought I'd uh, say sort of devolved him. Yeah, it looks yeah. almost like a Bigfoot or something. Yeah, man. you're right, sort of a missing link type figure. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, he's also given you the ability to shoot fiery orbs out of your mouth, among other things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so um, this game is is your kind of run of the mill. And in some ways, it's kind of like RoboCop, where you're you're progressing <laughs> through a level. Um, you get sort of power ups that power up the things that come from your mouth. Um, but the thing that makes this different and more annoying than RoboCop is that this is a one-hit kill game. So you you're, you start out with a limited number of uh, men or apes, and um, you're sort of left to your own devices. If you get hit one time, you know it's 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 back to the beginning. Or you know I, there there's probably checkpoints somewhere in there, but um, it's 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 a very unforgiving title. Now, if you're watching the YouTube playthrough, he's making it look very easy. If you watch our live stream. Uh, we did not do as well as this guy, um, but that said, I've kind of said all the negative things. at First, that the positives are this: um, it's a very faithful conversion from the um, from the arcade. Uh, the arcade. Um, this game was ported to uh, a, a few different systems. Uh, it was ported to the NES, the Mega Drive. Uh, the oh, I think I'm reading. Yeah, that's right. It's ported to the the NES, the Mega Drive. The Lynx got a version of Toki, mm. and apparently it's very good. Um, the ST, the Amiga, 664, there's an iOS version. Now, the NES version uh, did attempt to make it a little easier, and they actually added a life meter. You basically get two hearts, so you can you can get hit twice. Um, but, uh, you know, this game does have a windowed screen if you're playing it on the Amiga uh, you are gonna get the sides of the screen cut off even on a, on a CRT so I think that might have to do with just the the, the resolution of the game because it is displayed at a very high resolution it's uh, it looks it looks real nice yeah yeah and it runs smoothly mm-hmm. uh, again this is
1: another one I hadn't hadn't seen before and uh, uh, I never even heard it. I, I think I'd heard of it but it's one of those games you' like eh you know I don't know what it is I, I was telling boat I thought it was a, I thought it was some sort of puzzler type game mm-hmm. so I was way off. Uh, and, you know, there there's aspects of it that I think are real. I mean, the conversion, like he mentioned, I thought it was spot on. I mean, it was real good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. The, uh, the jump for up is, uh, is uh, did this one have the two-button support? Uh, no, it, it, it doesn't. I think it
0: was past yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that
1: So, but the uh, overall, I like the look of it. The plot is, I mean, it's the same old story, but it's sort of wacky. Mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the, the game is wacky. And the character's wacky, but, uh, man, it's it's kind of hard. And also, uh, it's sort of cheap.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff bounces up right in front of yeah, you. Yeah, hit detection is kind of wonky. And uh, you brought up a good point that normally, you know, when you first respawn, you're kind of invincible for a few seconds. Yes. And that is mm-hmm. not the case in this game.
1: Yeah, if you, when, if you get killed... You better come back to life, raid rock and roll, because I mean, you can be instantly re-killed, right? And you can run through all your guys real quick. Yeah, this is definitely one you'd want to throw down the uh, infinite lives Mm -hmm. on if you had invincibility stuff like that. I mean, if you want to see the whole game and uh, just from just from the parts I played, uh, it looks. I mean, it's 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 uh, a. it's sort of a I don't know what do you know what year
0: this came out, Bo? Uh, this was '91 on the Amiga and '89 in the arcade.
1: I mean '89. It's it, it it's a, a it was a pretty decent, unique sort of affair, uh, and uh, I, I'm guessing it's funny. I again I never heard of it for the most part, and I'm surprised it got any sort of conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so especially to as many devices as you mentioned, that it, it's it surprises me. Uh, but I, maybe it did better than I thought in something in other parts of the world. Maybe it was an easy port. I don't know. Right, right. But yeah, I, I dug it. It's one I would probably probably try to play again uh, if given the chance. Uh, but uh, I would definitely have to cheat. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, maybe my old my old hands can't cope anymore with the, with these things. But it, it seemed kind of difficult to me.
0: The uh, this game scored uh, okay. Uh, it scored mostly in the seventies and eighties, and a lot of the complaints that I read on the reviews were the same complaints that we had that it was too difficult. That they, you know, there were a lot of cheap deaths. Um, and so, uh, but, it you know, fair to middling reviews. I could not find any uh, eBay auctions. And something kind of funny happened when I searched for this game. The only thing that came up were a whole butt-ton of auctions for uh, modded Xboxes. Hmm. Because, you know, in those, those listings, they literally list every single game in that's, the description. That's strange. And so uh, I found nothing um, except for... Except for the the modded Xboxes, which are still selling pretty well. Yeah, uh, I can imagine, but
1: I, I I can see where the retro pile is going to pretty much take care of the modded Xboxes after it's all said and done, because really, there's not much you can. They, the modded Xbox will play an Xbox game. That's mm-hmm. about the only thing you can do.
0: You know, you can't do with the other ones. But, right.
1: Yeah. This is a this was a good find, and mm-hmm. I'm. So you found zero, none overseas, nowhere at all.
0: Not even completed, went back in time, so... Weird. Yeah. I'm guessing this didn't sell very well then. Probably not, probably not. So uh, that's Toki. Um, Why don't we go on to your next game, Aaron? Okay,
1: Uh, the last game I've got for this one is a game that's pretty famous, I think. It's called Commando. Uh, Commando came out for the Amiga in 1989, uh, in the arcades it came out in 85 so it, it, it was a pretty good jump in there between the two um, uh, this this game came out was one disc uh, it was a uh, g- it was a Capcom game it was developed by an outfit called Elite uh, and uh, Elite was responsible for a couple games we've talked about including Thundercats if you'll recall I remember uh, they also did Paperboy uh, they did Akari Warriors Ghosts and Goblins so they must have had a thing going with some of the arcade guys and doing their you know um, doing their transfers, I you know. Uh, uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought you know we obviously Thundercats was crap, but mm-hmm. I mean a couple of the, like Paperboy was a decent conversion. Yeah, I thought so it bad. was pretty good actually. Um, so um, this thing came out on, a, on again a, a ton. I mean, this is probably the longest list of these things I've ever seen. Uh, again, the Amstrad's, Apple's,
0: iPads, the Atari twenty six hundred. <laughs> you know, so there's a, mm-hmm. one of the games that we share with the twenty six hundred. I remember when uh, actually I was reading this on in a retro gamer magazine. They did a whole feature on Elite, and this was the, I, this I believe was the first game that Elite did the the first arcade conversion. And they I remember and they went over to Japan, and they said that the first year they went there, there was nobody else there, so there was pretty the world was their oyster, you know. And so they went up and they offered you know Capcom some money for uh, this and a couple other games. And then the next year, after that huge success they had with Commando, they, everybody was there. The good times yeah. were <laughs> They should jump great yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Good. Uh,
1: this had a, a, a 7800 release, which
0: I I think I may I, have, it. i yeah. yeah. Um,
1: BBC Electron, my, uh, the uh, C64, and television, which no. I didn't know about that one. Um, no Archimedes, unfortunately. No. Um, the Xbox is listed on here, which I, I don't know... Unless that was some kind of downloadable thing off the original Xbox, right. MSX, NES, PC, the list goes on and on. The Sinclair, Sony PlayStation Two, PSP, all you know, so a zillion different versions mm-hmm. of, of of this game. It was in classic compilations. I mean, it's a, it's a cl- it's considered a classic. Um, so, mm-hmm. what you've got here is a, a, a game where you play a commando, or you have two commandos, and you're trying to. Uh, Basically, run through the ranks of the enemy and and get to the end and blow up their main building. That's it. Uh, you're a guy that has uh, bullets, uh, you know, has a, like a machine gun and he's got grenades. Uh, and along the way, you encounter enemy soldiers who have bullets and grenades, and occasionally you'll come across a, someone that's got like a mortar set up uh, and they try to kill you. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, this is one of your original uh you know vertically scrolling bullet hell games mm-hmm. right? uh you uh especially land based right uh you you run upwards and it, in the in the arcade this was a vertical game uh the amiga has uh which actually this is probably to its benefit the amiga having a wider play area gives you a little more real estate you don't see as far ahead but that's not that important in this game um uh, the uh, uh the game was uh, was the basis for a uh, sequel, which was uh, I know we had a fight about this, but in my notes and everything I've read, the sequel was Mercs. Uh Mercs is a game that I owned uh, back in the day, and it was a pretty cool. It was very similar, except you had uh, uh, you know better graphics and more more weaponry and stuff. Really, there's no there's no uh, power up weapon power ups in this. There's all you pick up is grenades, uh, and uh, you can occasionally rescue a, a captured uh, a captured buddy. Uh, uh, the, and that you come across uh, the uh, original Japanese title for this was was uh, Sinju no Okami," which translates into "Battlefield of the Wolf." That's a pretty good name. Battlefield like. of the Wolf. Battlefield of the Wolf. You probably knew that before I even uh, because I my Japanese so good. You probably picked I it had up. No idea. Um, this game, uh, this game, basically uh, uh, does a good job. Of simulating the arcade. I mean, for the most part,
0: simulating life on an actual battlefield. No,
1: no. no. (laughs) Um, The um, the truth of the matter is, this is one of the ultimate difficult games. This is a real tough game. It's got it always had a rep, and the uh, the conversions also had a rep for being real tough. There's no life bar. You've got you know got your three or five men. You go out there and you get and you get killed. Uh, There's there's uh, uh, there's no save point any of that job. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game was different, and it was popular. And it, that's why it got translated so much. The Amiga version has sound that is comparable to the arcade. Uh, it has graphics that look pretty pretty darn close to the arcade. I mean, I'm not going to say it's pixel perfect, but it's, uh, it's up there. I watched versions of this game played on the Spectrum and on the C64, uh, among others. And the uh, uh, the and the ST and the Amiga version was the best of the bunch. I will say that the uh, the uh, C 64s music, which was unique to the game, uh, was outstanding. It was probably it was better than the original music. Mm. And so that and so that's one thing they've got on us there was the fact that they had the super awesome music.
0: But the music in this was good. Well, let me tell you something that I read on a website called Wikipedia. Uh huh. The original arcade game was advertised in the United States as a sequel to Commando. Oh, this is, by the way, the entry for Bionic Commando. In the United States, what? Well, where are we? Well, I'm just saying, it, if it was advertised, were, like that's, that's were you hearing, hearing the rumors in Europe at this time? It doesn't
1: it necessarily mean it was, and actually, based on
0: going it. as far to refer to the game's main character as Super Joe, the protagonist of Commando, in the promotional brochure. Okay, but it doesn't say it was.
1: It doesn't say it was meant to be a sequel. It was referred to as a sequel. That's different. Meant to be by me. Well, that's not, that, hey, whatever floats your boat, pal. Uh, the, getting back to the music, uh, Ron Hubbard did it, uh, which he's a pretty famous uh, music guy, and he uh, he apparently allegedly uh, wrote it overnight at the offices of Elite Software, which that makes even <laughs> makes it even cooler. Uh, in terms of the controls on this, on the Amiga version, obviously you've got bullets and you've got your grenade. Now the way the Amiga does it uh, is uh, you. Uh, you tap your tap the joystick button for bullets, and if you hold the button, press the button down for a certain length of time, the grenade shoots off. Mm-hmm. It works pretty well, you know, for the most part. Uh, would it be nice to have the double button? Yeah, but I mean, it works okay. Uh, but overall, I mean, again, pretty simple game. Uh, the uh, the it gets sort of re- it gets sort of incredibly repetitive if you're. Mm-hmm. I played this on Infinite Lives just to run through it, and. Uh, uh, basically, you run through uh, the first. There's no bosses in it really. You, you'll eventually, when you get to the end of the level, you'll come to a place that usually has a couple barricades, and then a big, huge door. And uh, out of the door just runs a ton of soldiers. <laughs> they just stagger out like idiots, mm-hmm. and then and they come from running all over. And you just shoot the hell out of them. And one idiot has a special outfit. He looks like I said. Normally, he looks like Fidel Castro. He runs out, and you just and you get him. And it says like two thousand points, three mm-hmm. thousand points. It's very arcadey. And then in between the levels, they'll show your guy. Like sometimes he's cleaning his rifle, and sometimes he's eating. eating an MRE, and sometimes or... he's making a fire. Mm-hmm. You know. And then uh, once you get to the end of the first section of the game, you come to like this like block. In fact, if you're watching the the playthrough, you'll see it now. You come to this like block fortress. And basically, you just kill guys until the fortress, until you win. Basically, that, which is, it was sort of silly. But if you play it, you just shoot, 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 and then eventually all the guys that are manning the windows and stuff, they just leave and you just walk in. <laughs> so I guess they gave up. They're like, right. I screw up. we've sent out 300 guys. And then... Uh, There'll be another intermission where they'll say like you know good job you beat blah 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 and then and then the helicopter will come back load you off and you'll go to the le- the second half of the game which is a lot like the first half of the game you know you go through like swampy areas and deserty areas and just dirt areas, mm-hmm. jungly areas but I mean they're really not that dissimilar and then at the final battle after you go through more of these doors you fight the exact same block building. But if you beat it this time, uh, it catches on fire, and then the helicopter comes and takes you away, and then the game just starts back over. Wow! So that's the game. Uh, so uh, again, would it be awesome if there were tanks coming through those big doors, or giant robots, or something? Hell yeah, it would. It'd make the game a lot more interesting. But uh, that stuff really wasn't a thing, you know. That you know, and this is sort of the game that sort of they used to the, to base a lot of the future games on. This game does have little archways that you'll go through that have, like, roads over them. You'll see guys on motorcycles driving mm-hmm. by. And it's a neat effect. Sometimes guys... Like, yeah, it is. I mean, it gives it sort of a 3D mm-hmm. feel. You know, so that was cool. But, you know, it's a simple game, and it's from 85. But, I mean, the Amiga 4, I have to say, I thought it was top shelf. Mm-hmm. It, it was. Uh, it, it had five years to produce it or so, so four or five years. So they had enough time to make it a top shelf game. What did, what did you
0: think of it? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, pretty much. Um the, this kind of game isn't really... I, I get real bored of games like this because you, you have one of two routes, you know. You're immediately frustrated because you die all the time. Or two, you turn on invincibility and then what what are you doing? Yeah, and, you're right. And so um, it's, it's sort of the same thing when I try and go back and play beat-em-ups these days without the quarters. You know, where you're like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to beat the Simpsons. And then halfway through, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the most tedious thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, this game could have really benefited by having a little bit more variety. Um, You know, that, that same sort of brown, you know, ground... The, the the generic way that each level ends, which is the doors opening. I mean, it just runs through. <laughs> yeah, they they could have put some bosses in here. I think without a lot of trouble.
1: It would have been nice to see. Like I, mean, I guess we are trying to be arcade accurate, but man, you had all that time. Mm-hmm. Games came a long way, but in between when this came out in the arcade, and when it was released in the Amiga, it'd be nice to have seen something uh, maybe a little extra added there. Just a I'm little gonna... something. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't. I, you know, I and, right. a, and of
0: course, the grenade thing is 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 kind of a bummer. I'm sure you know if, if you if you get really good at it becomes second nature. But it, you get I found used to myself it. using the grenade all the time. Yeah, I did you know, that I at
1: first, to, but yeah. once I once I had a had a few plays, uh, you get. I mean, it's never. It's not as the same as having an extra button. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, this game, uh, uh, the reviews, there were few and far between, but I found a few. Uh, Amiga Format gave it seventy one percent, and this would have been in February 90. Uh, and uh, CU Amiga in December of nine of eighty nine gave it sixty seven percent. Zero three which I'm not, not sure where that's from, uh, it gave it a seventy nine percent. That might I'm not even sure that's even I don't know, I, I, I just that saw might that even there, be like, a real magazine. It's an, I mean <laughs> I, I've never heard of that one. That's the first time we've had that one come up. Um, I did check on eBay for this one uh, and found zero of these in the U.S. Let me see exactly how many I found here. In the, um, let's see here, organized as ever. So. I found a couple of these in the UK that were selling, and they were somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to thirty bucks. Uh, there were none in the US, which I thought was sort of strange. But that's I, again, was it released here? I don't even know. Right. You know, um, fifty bucks was was uh, up, and it was or best offer. So, and the case in this is kind of bizarre too. I mean, it, I looked to make sure it was the actual way it was shipped. It's almost like a. Uh, a, a plastic folder thing mm. with a p- insert, and the docs on this are scanty to say the least. They're in four languages, just about a one square page. It's like, good luck, sucker, mm. <laughs> and then you're on your own. But well, what documentation would you need?
0: Right, right. I mean, hold down the button and but run. But
1: I, I think if you're into that old K- old arcade shooter style brain, so we just want to go into. Just, I mean, instant action. Yeah. This thing loads up quick. There's absolutely good, there's thing. absolutely a place
0: for this, this absolutely kind of game. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our final game of the evening. This is my last game. This is OutRun. <laughs> so this is one of the most sort of infamous um, Amiga ports out there. Um, this is a uh, U.S. Gold port. It's a U.S. Gold joint, that's yeah, a fact. Yeah, um, and it's it's up to the standards you'd expect from an outlet like a uh, U.S. Gold <laughs> Yeah. Uh, This game was originally released in the arcade three years prior in 1986 and is widely regarded as one of the most uh, influential racing games of all time. Uh, I believe that it is the first racing game where upon impact with another object you don't immediately explode. (laughs) It <laughs> might be right. Well, I don't know. Night
1: Driver. You just kind of bounce, as I recall, in the yeah, old Atari. that's true. You know, true. the thing that got me on this, it was I remember walking up near Arcade and seeing this, they play itself. The wheel was moving. And I remember thinking, holy smokes, look at that. Mm-hmm. How the heck did, you know, and it shakes and stuff. I mean, that that was always awesome. The force
0: feedback was yeah. just tremendous. Yeah. Um, this game does some things okay. It does the title screen. I was going to say, I'm dying to hear what this is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought the music was better than you did. Yeah. Because I didn't think it was very good. You know, it's definitely not arcade perfect, and it's definitely not what the Amiga was capable of. No. Uh, You can select from multiple tunes at the title screen. (laughs) Um, You do have some options of, you know, how you want the track set up in terms of the number of cars that you run up against and things like that. Um, But that's really... That's really all the positive things I can say about this game. You, I'll give you credit for finding that many. To be um, honest with you, the uh, the frame rate is probably the most egregious offender. <laughs> uh, this thing chugs along at what's got to be you know ten to fifteen frames per second. Uh, it's really, really bad. Um, it's so bad that it really reminded me of I used to have this game when I was a kid. Where you'd have like a steering wheel, like a plastic steering wheel, and you'd have this screen in front of you and it would be this battery operated thing and you'd turn it on and you'd basically have a piece of paper that would just loop and over and over again. I had one of those too, yeah. And and I, I believe that I got much more enjoyment out of that. Oh, the frame rate was a lot better <laughs> yeah. than that. Yeah, that was, and, those
1: things were great. Because it was paper. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so um I the the game is um it's, it's sort of a it's an ugly mess um, that the, the backgrounds themselves like the way back backgrounds I mean they look okay. Um, but like anything up close just looks pixely and horrible uh, everything is is just bad. Um, and this came out about the same this might have even come out the same year as Lotus. Oh, and um, that does you make know, it worse. yeah, and it, it does. It just it makes it it makes it so much worse because Lotus is such a fantastic feat on the Amiga. It really shows off what the Amiga can do with a racing title. And this does not. This is just it's it's horrid. Um, about the only the only other thing I can tell you is that they at least they they got the car pretty much right. If you look at a lot of ports, you know you can't see the horse on the back of the Ferrari, things like that. Uh, when you do crash, your people do fall out of the car. I mean, After they, it they, lands. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, they, they did try in some respects. I just wish that they would have funneled some of that into improving the frame rate. Uh, you also get these really ugly bars on the, on the top and bottom of the screen. They're in those really bad colors. I don't know why they didn't just make it black on the top and bottom, but that's what they've done. Um, yeah, it's... It is faithful to the arcade version in that, um, you know, the way that you have branching pathways is still there. I think even the order of stages is still there. But if you compare this to the Genesis version, there is no comparison. There's no comparison. I, uh, if I may, uh,
1: just say a few words on this. I, I, I uh, obtained this back in my glory days, and I remember playing it one time, and I, I remember thinking, Holy... This is I must not have the horsepower to run this. It's not, mm-hmm. and I've never played it since. And today I think it was pretty much the first time I actually I've seen it played, but I hadn't sat down and played it. This is an abomination. It is there is nothing good to say about mm-hmm. it. Uh, everything that they did, they did wrong. The graphics are horrible. The angle that you watch your car on is no good. The uh, the the way they crash is no good. The frame rate is it's unforgivable. It's mm-hmm. unforgivable, especially with Lotus. Uh, out there i mean yes they have a lot of stages and i'll give you that they have the stages but i mean who wants to sit and play it i mean honestly I, I i played this for about 10 minutes earlier and i was like i'm done i don't i don't want any more of this uh i it just and the thing is it breaks my heart that they did they took a game that was so good so legendary and they just turned it to crap mm-hmm. inexcusable and i'm guessing that this was i don't know if the ocean was just in a hurry or uh or just thought they could put out whatever, and I boy, I tell you, I'd feel bad for the little fella that went and picked this thing up and paid forty or fifty bucks or Absolutely. whatever, and, and took the. Can you imagine paying forty or fifty bucks, or even even paying ten bucks, mm-hmm. and you get home and plug this into your Amiga?
0: Yeah, when you could have had Lotus, it was right there next to it. Holy on
1: smokes! Mm-hmm. I think maybe this was put out by Ocean to help to help <laughs> Gremlin sell more copies right. of Lotus because I mean it's. It's appallingly bad, mm-hmm. and the music. I mean, they should have had the exact same music and graphics and everything from the arcade. The title screen for this is is
0: good, mm-hmm. and that is the only. It, thing well, it, a- but in a way, it makes it even worse because the title screen looks like it was a screen grab for yes. the arcade game. Yes. And then when it puts you into the game itself, which it does with absolutely no fanfare whatsoever, it's just bam, you're in there. Um, it's uh, it's very disappointing. I can't imagine that anyone... I bet there are hundreds of these on eBay. They're
1: probably giving these away.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that. (laughs) Because you can get a complete inbox copy of this on eBay from between $30 and $80. Who in God's name would... I mean, the box looks nice. I haven't seen it. But I mean, who would pay that?
1: You would have to be out of here. I mean, unless you just put it on the shelf. You know, or you're a big OutRun fan. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm a big fan. Like I was telling you earlier. I have almost owned an Outrun a couple times. I've came an ace of buying one, and uh, I, I'm someday I'll probably get one before it's all said and done because it's such a great game. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few games that you, it's a driving game that you could pick up and play and enjoy it, even if you stink. You've got right. it's it's beautiful. you has got the force feedback. It's got the beautiful tunes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're driving the, the whole concept of driving around in your awesome car with your hot California g- girlfriend or right. whatever, and you're. It, it was great. It was perfectly done. Mm-hmm. And when Sega put it out, it was a... I mean, it took games that, like... It, it said, okay, you had your pole position, right? And that's all done. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, and right. your we're turbos yeah.
0: and all that stuff. Where that's they, You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. you got to move on. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They dropped the ball. Um, it's funny how... I mean, because they were buying it now. Like, eBay's is so funny because they... You know, somebody put it up for eighty and somebody bought it. And then somebody put it up for thirty and somebody bought it. So... Just goes to show you're with eBay, you're never real sure about a good price. Yeah, that
1: did, did how did this review back in the well, day? Well, this,
0: this was on the poorer end, but not horribly bad. It scored between 60 and 70, but you have to think about with game review sites, if you weren't getting in the 80s, it was a bad game. You know, nobody ever scored in the 30s. Yeah. However, there was a uh, Amiga Power 42 did award this game a 5% in October 1994. So I guess this was sort of a... Uh, a retrospective. retrospective yeah. Good. <laughs> and
1: pounded. They should have been pounded for that. Yeah. This is one of those where you go back... Uh, Amiga magazines, are, they all go back and revise those scores. They almost always go down. And I can see where this would drop mm-hmm. like a rock. Because yeah. Talk about not... Maybe if I'd bought this when it was released, and I mean, I was really a big arcade fan, I might have been overlooked.
0: No. 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 no I couldn't no. do it. All right. Well, uh... We, have, we do have one question uh, this week. This question comes from uh, our friend. So much of a friend, I've already forgotten who wrote it. <laughs> our friend, the unknown No, this friend. is from Alan Kebab. Alan okay, Kebab, okay. And he said, um, my neighbor and I used to run a 30-foot serial cable out of our windows so that we could play link-up games on our Amigas. And we used to have great fun talking over walkie-talkies, shooting each other down, playing Amigas I think something has gone wrong. At any rate, <laughs> uh, bo uh, yeah. Um, did you guys ever link your Amigas in the old days? Well, I have,
1: uh, believe it or not, uh, and I'm trying to play, think of what we used to play on there. Um, well, Stunt Car Racer, mm-hmm. it, it comes to mind. Who did you link up with? Uh, I, for a while, I had friends that locally that had Amigas. Uh, the, the Smiths had ones. And it seems like I had two at some point because I remember me and Brent doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, another game, there was a fight. There was a uh, uh, there was a uh, air, aircraft fighting simulator that would let you do it, which the name escapes me right now. Uh, but that we I remember playing that. It was a real, and trust me, uh, flight simulators as you noticed were not my bag. Right. Uh, but this was one that was pretty pretty awesome, and I remember doing that. And I'm trying to think, it seems like there was I know there were a couple other games, but we. We, we did it in like three or four games, but it wasn't it wasn't any length of time that I had to do it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I never got to play like um, like Lotus or anything like that. That's mm. one I never got to do.
0: If you out there in listener land linked your <laughs> Amigas together and you have a fun story to share, please uh, write into us at amigos at everythingamiga.com. Knights and- of the
1: Sky, right there. Who's that, Tony?
0: Knights of the Sky? Oh, uh, yeah, I, that I, that may have been it because I do remember liking that mm. game quite a bit. Um, so anyway yeah share your stories we want to hear them um, and our second question comes from Jason and he says that uh, he asks how is your Amiga polish swap going we talked about this on the pre-show but we've not talked about it on the main show
1: well uh, just to just to, for a quick uh, recap I uh, you know the uh, Paula chip is a your, I think it was a 48 pin J-lead square chip no easy task to take off without a, uh, a particular type of tool um, so I found this stuff called ChipQuick, uh, which is a, yeah, it's a form of solder that burnt, that melts at a much lower temperature. And what you can do is coat the chip in this stuff and get it all nice and hot, and you can just literally lift it right off the board because it stays liquefied longer. I never used it before. I never even heard of it until last week, and I ordered some, and it worked like a charm. And uh, uh, so I pulled the chip off without any problems and, and uh, didn't have any, uh, any uh, pads lifted or anything. I put the new one on, and the problem I had was I don't have a hot air knife, so I had to put it on by hand. Again, on jay Leeds this is a difficult task. And I put it back on, took it home, and I could tell that I've got a that there must be a little hairline short in there. So, but host springs eternal. I'm hoping to take it in tomorrow and do a little cleanup work on the chip, and uh, and hopefully the uh, the old twelve hundred will be back up and running. Uh, By tomorrow evening, knock on wood. So I'll let everyone know as soon as I get, either I get it fixed or I blow it up. Awesome. But right now, neither.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, we are going to close out the episode here. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I had, oh, here we go. Uh, You figured out
1: what's going on
0: at this this late date? So we will just, here we go uh so we'll roll our credits oh, here and uh let's see i'd like to uh thank everybody here in the chat uh Me. today so we got uh daz daz thank you daz is the one that sent us liberation oh so dazzley my fellow washington redskins fan no i'm gonna forgive you for that um thank you so much for liberation we will play it we will love very it. very liberating um it is a PAL game. Uh, sometimes we can play PAL games, sometimes we can't. It just depends oh, we'll, on how the... Uh, we'll get it. Yeah, how the screen renders it, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Um, and uh, we. Uh, so I'd like to thank see uh, Pishbot, Brutal Barracuda, Henrik, uh, Tony, um, Brooke, David... Jason, all you guys, thank you so much for joining us live. You can always join us live around five o'clock on Thursdays, uh, on weeks we tape live, which uh, we'll have at least one more of those. Uh, and um, before we do our our summer session, which some will not be live, some of them won't be. But anyway, uh, you'll always you can always check us out on YouTube Gaming. Um, and uh, we'd like to thank our Patreon supporters in a very special way. Hurry up, credits. Um, so now, last week I did forget to tune my guitar. Ah, so and, what, and your voice—that that explains why I couldn't play like Jimmy Page. Uh, I say. Um. So, all right, here we go. I did give it a try, did Williams, l- Rabia, and Kim Tommy, me Josh Knight Jason Ward's their name Eric Nelson Grant, <Ét> W.B.B. Moore, Eric <Killer> 10 Bobo, Hazel, and Jeroo the Chinese food on your body tips on the crypt Adam, Brandon, Chris Fultz Daniel Baxter Holmes, and brutal Barracuda.
1: That was a long way to go for that gag, wasn't it? <laughs> wow! I hope the heart ladies aren't listening to that. They are. They love the amigos. Oh my gosh, bud!
0: Who are they? I, Ann Wilson? What the? Ann and Nancy?
1: What? What the? What level
0: was your voice at there? You figured? Oh, that was a, that was an eleven, at oh, least. Man, that was something. 100%. I really felt like I hit my stride around where I started winning with the Graham W. Vepke. Yeah, that was where. I felt was like really, you hit really, my stomach <laughs> I right halfway through that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, next week, oh, we'd like to thank also um, One Go Short Play Retro Games, World of Long Plays, and Zeus Daz for the in-game footage. Um, and uh, next week, Aaron, uh, we have um, we're going to switch things up a little bit gonna do a, a retro platformer called Marvin's Marvelous Adventure. Okay,
1: I've never heard of it or seen it. So yeah, that should be interesting. So that's gonna be a fun adventure. All
0: right. Uh, so yes, marvelous adventure. Yeah. Oh, and if you'd like to have a t-shirt like Aaron's lovely t-shirt there, um let's go ahead and plug our apparel. So if you go to our um, if you go to our T public site which you can get to from everythingamiga.com Just click on the Clothe Yourself link. Um, You can choose from a great many, including our newest t-shirt, The Amigos Are Scum t-shirt. I get that a lot, especially um, on YouTube. So uh, check that out. But there's our Staff and Supporters shirt, our logo shirt. I should wear the Uh, gi sometimes. Yeah, you should. You should. So uh, clothe yourself with Amigos. Anyway, guys, have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks, as always, for listening. Adios.